Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15 in Hevel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Ooh, that's great. New inventory right there. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. How about pre-owned inventory? They have the best selection anywhere, backed up by the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Joel Embiid and company get it done. The lob for Embiid. Got it! And a foul! Embiid hits the three. Joel Embiid, a season-high 38. See, that's what he does. He can dunk and he can shoot threes. Talk about offensive versatility. He is a tough handle. Really tough handle. All right. So let's... uh, I know that Matt texts me. He says, look, we need a guest to save the show. I always get concerned about those kind of text messages. Um, But so let's... uh, Let's uh, bring in Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated, uh, to save the show. Nate, welcome. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Okay. I didn't realize that Pete Rose went to jail. I'm sorry. I don't don't mean to interrupt, but he actually went to prison? Yes, he did. In fact, when he came out, he went to a halfway house and was in a halfway house for a while and then was released fully into society. Wild. I I didn't realize rich, famous people went to jail for tax evasion. Well, how do you think they got Al Capone? No, I'm seriously. How do you think they got Al Capone? Al Capone was put in prison prison for tax evasion. Or Wesley Snipes. Well, yeah, but, but you know what? You watch him in Major League. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? No, Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> All right, so uh, obviously Penn State's on pause. Uh, so what do you know that you can share with everybody? <laughs> Everything. It's a mass outbreak. Mm-hmm. 15 plus. No. no I, it's not even close. You know, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I, ask the, I ask questions I might know the answers to. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Yeah, what do you What do you know, Steve? Yeah, I know. No, I mean, it, look, it, it's... Um, uh, let's let's just do the uh, the mental arithmetic on this, which is, you know, Penn State didn't have a game over Christmas, and and Jim Ferry uh, acknowledged it. Like they allowed those guys to go home for for uh, for Christmas Day, uh, you know, and then they came back, and the anticipation was and is that the antigen testing right like the the quick the immediate stuff that they do on a daily basis catches this before it gets out of control 
And, yeah. I, you know, I'm not sure that I would describe um, a couple of players as out of control, but, you know, it gets to a point where you think you're in the clear and you're not. And so, you know, if if the testing can't stay ahead in terms of detecting the virus uh, from from when guys have it in the early stages of infection, you know, it keeps it keeps presenting that opportunity, uh, you know, for it to spread as long as you're continuing to do team activities. And so the fact that they shut down, you know, that they're pausing things, um, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure I can can really like blame in either direct. You know, could could they have shut down earlier and maybe instead of you know instead of missing four games, they missed three? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But you know, you expect the testing to be good enough uh, to to keep you ahead of it, and um, you know, we're we're just it's. <laughs> It, 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 this is not a coincidence. It, you know, James Franklin for the entirety of the football season is complaining about false negatives, right, or false positives. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, like that's just that's just the deal. Is is the testing is unreliable? It, it has not gotten uh, more reliable. And so you're you're kind of as long as you're doing things that go outside of the bounds of social distancing and and that's what that's what is the attempt here is to to proceed as normal right you're going to continue to have protocols and you're going to continue to to take caution right you know you're still playing basketball you're still playing football you're still doing these things that fly in the face of that and until you stop doing that uh you you know it's kind of tough to get this thing under control and you're seeing it all over the country I will make I will make one quick point though, and and I'm only making I'm not making this point out of turn here, uh, because uh, when Carolyn Keeger was on the coaches show that we did before Christmas, that she was on the 17th, we talked about this. So she openly admitted that she was going to let her players go home, and we talked about it in that segment. Levy Lyons went home and did not have a problem. So it, it's yeah. it, it's it's happenstance. It's catch as catch can. You don't know how. how the virus is totally. in charge, and that's the way yep. it is. Yep, totally. And you can and and Jim Ferry before Christmas and after Christmas uh, in his media availabilities talked about you know how proud he was of these guys. Yep. Like I, I think I think the point to make, and I think that this is what you're saying, is it's not like anyone can or should point fingers at these guys and say, oh well, you know you're. You're um, you're not doing the things that you're supposed to do, like like a blame kind of situation. I don't think that that is what it is at all. I think it's just you know somebody gets it, they don't know it, and you know you continue to to do and and uh, you know follow all of the guidelines that you're you're asked to follow. And guess what? It still happens. Sure, it, it still it still happens. And so that's you know that's where they are now and. Uh, you know, we'll see where they are in in a week, I guess. Right. So uh, they're also forty right now. They've actually moved up in the net. Yeah. Uh, as, Keep uh, it going. As I texted, as I texted uh, uh, Dick Girardi, said this is a brilliant strategy. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but when you look at their schedule, which in the Ken Palm is ranked third in the country, and you're forty, you're positioned. 
with winning some games to actually do something here because they've, I mean, Nate, they've got opportunity and they've got a starting position that allows the opportunity to pay off. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And, and, you know, in a lot of ways, like it's not, obviously nothing correlates to any other year. uh, No, of course not. But, but last year they lost three games and in the big 10, obviously to, to start, you know the January swing uh, after that Iowa game, and it was like, poof. I don't know. I mean, if they if they're zero and three in these three games, and, and look at what's coming, poof. You know, uh, not not good things come. Well, no, no. They won eight eight, eight in a row last year, uh, and you know the schedule continues to be challenging. Uh, that's just what it is to get through the Big Ten literally just about any year you're gonna have to play high quality top 25 you know top 40 net teams and and that's night in that's night out uh can Penn State win games yeah yeah they can this team this team has that ability uh they've proven that they can do it uh obviously with the win at Virginia Tech obviously with you know how close even some of the losses have been. Uh, it's just a matter of being able to differentiate, uh, you know, a couple of those winning plays, particularly on the defensive side of the floor. You know, they just they they got to be better defensively, and they got to start to put together those explosive offensive nights with stronger defensive efforts, and they're going to find themselves on the winning side of the ledger. And name the only team in the country so far that has held Michigan under eighty. They held them to six, yeah. they held them to sixty two. You know, uh, I, 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 mean, I stopped paying attention for a minute and didn't realize that they were as good as they are now. Yeah, um, nine and zero. I mean, top ten like that's yeah. You know, I I didn't see a top ten team when Penn State played them, um, but I mean, I think it's legit, right? I, I will say this: Dickinson is legit. Yep. Uh, and I'll tell you what, Dickinson, Dickinson is, around the basket can finish left or right, but he also has great hands. I mean, in other words, the yep. ball goes into him, he doesn't drop it. I mean, it's it's amazing how, you know, if you you can be a big guy. Some big guys have lousy hands. He doesn't. Uh, yep. uh, Penn State, uh, obviously, transfer in, transfer out. Uh, the latest one is C.J. Thorpe. Uh, your thoughts on, on how this has played out so far? Um. You know, so I guess I would just say that none have really surprised me. I think when you see, nope. right, uh, CJ, you know, like, uh, thanks for your services. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Penn State, like, it's just, it's just, it's not a mystery how his season went and why it went the way that it did. And then for him to to make this call, you know, at the end of all that, um, it's kind of like, look, you, you know, if if you are actively, um, you know, inhibiting success for the team based on you know some of your in-game actions, like that, you know, it, it's uh, it's beyond uh, an anomaly. You know, at that point, it, it becomes a trend, and so you know that's bygones you know and yeah. so that's 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 where that is and and you know i think i think beyond uh thorpe i think that you can continue to see you know this is no this is no secret penn state still needs help 
uh, at defensive end. You got you got to you know fix that um, mm-hmm. that hole that you have there in the in the depth chart and the in the scholarship roster, uh, and they need help at safety. You know, so it's uh, this is this will this is and will continue to be you know kind of one of those evolving situations based on um, you know how, how how things transpire, right? I mean, can can they get uh, a defensive end from the high school ranks? Do they do they want one from the portal? Uh, what's what's John Dotson doing? Still don't know that. Still mm-hmm. don't know what Jaquan Brisker is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are these are you know kind of the important caveats before uh, the dust settles. And I think that for the most part, maybe not on all of them, but I think for the most part, the football program already knows the answers, and that and and one by one, the these are these are coming out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean they know every answer. But I think they know most of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, you you get you get feedback, and and let's be honest here, there's there's a deadline to all of this. Sure. For the guys that want to go pro, um, I, I you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it's the 15th. Yeah. Of January. Yep. You know, Friday after the national championship game. Yep. So, um, you know, so we're gonna find out, and it's it's the <laughs> I, I always you know kind of love in this business when um you know we really we glorify right like finding things out 15 minutes before they happen mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like the the law of things that are going like they have to happen right mm-hmm. john dotson has to make a decision <laughs> he's either he's either gonna stay or he's gonna go and so you know you can we can all clutch our pearls until that happens, but um, it, you know it's going to happen. It will, something will happen uh, at some point, and and the reality is not only is it going to happen, but it's going to happen nine months before they play another game. Right. There will be time instead of Michael Parsons opting out four <laughs> weeks before the start of the season. Yeah. There will be time to adjust. The the roster will will mostly be settled. Uh, before Penn State football plays its next game. Yeah, my patience, I think, sometimes in this show drives some people nuts. <laughs> He's so patient you, about That you stuff. have too much? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm... It's all right. Steve, you and I, we're, you know, we're just, we're too... Uh, we're too laid back. It is what it is. <laughs> they want they want what they want, and they want it now. Yeah, I noticed that. Like, yeah, it'll happen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they aren't playing it's, this it's, week. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. It, uh, something will happen. Yeah, and you know we'll what? See. And in the end, I think it's going to be good. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And uh, always a pleasure, my good friend. Thanks so much for having me. I, I, uh, I always appreciate you having me on. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications 
applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Bill Hillgrove on the show tomorrow as we take a more positive tact on professional football. Hey, it's refreshing for me. I have no ill will toward the Steelers. You don't like a lot of things. It's... I know there's some Eagle fans that I really don't understand hate the Steelers. I get the Penguins hate, of course, because they're arch rivals in hockey, but I don't get the Steelers hate, really, because they don't play that often, except maybe a couple preseason games and once every four years. So I don't know. I have no ill will toward the Steelers. I'll be on the bandwagon, so to speak, along with the Chiefs, rooting for our man, Brett Veach. They got a tough road here, because I think, just personal opinion, I think that the Bills are playing better than anybody right now. And now, obviously, that's not in the offing. The only way the two of them can play is is if they play against each other uh, in the AFC Championship game. Man, they're playing better than anybody right now. I mean, you look at how they play, man. Yeah, they're certainly it intriguing is, in the in the team to beat, but I still got my money on the Chiefs slightly just because of all the creativity that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and that staff has done offensively, even when in the midst of teams finding a way to stop them. Uh, until somebody can find a way to stop that, I'll probably stick with the Chiefs, but the Bills, if they're, if anybody's going to knock them off, it's the Bills. Yeah. Like I said, they're playing really well. They're playing... I, I give them a lot of credit. I, I watch the... I watch them play, and it's like, holy mackerel. Uh, they are... Nobody's playing better than they are. And I also did not expect Josh Allen to make as big a step as he has already. That's what's been, I think, most impressive about the Bills' run right now. Yeah, they are... um, Josh Allen, to his credit, you watch him play... And this is what impresses me about Josh Allen right now. What impresses me about Josh Allen is we all know he can move, and he can move. Um, but he his accuracy when he when he moves is so much better than what I thought it would be. 
And that's where, you know, I just give them a lot of... They are where they are, and they also made the right trade. And when I mean the right trade is um, that trade that they made to get Stefan Diggs. That was... That was the I think would help put them over the top. I mean that deal. I mean that deal was a great deal. I mean just like Brett Feaches make great deals. I mean you don't stay at or near the top like they've stayed, unless um, unless you've been able to make some of the deals he's made. Some of them have been subtle, you know. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Boy, you're talking about great, great new inventory. Fabulous new inventory. Um, And maybe pre-owned inventory is more of your your deal. Well, if it happens to be, they got the best selection of pre-owned inventory anywhere. Back by the Sunbury Motors Guarantee. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right. Ben Jones, statecollege.com, ready to join us. Ben, welcome. Always a pleasure. Happy New Year to you. I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year to you and yours. All right. Yeah, well. uh, so um, what do you know about uh, how this has played out for Penn State basketball? Yeah, I mean, I, I know we heard over the weekend that the Wisconsin game was, was postponed. They keep saying postponed, but I suppose until one of these gets scheduled again, it's sort of canceled, but it, it's postponed technically. My understanding from the people that I talked to was the uh, – two positive results um, coming from players that you know you would describe as guys that are not really part of the rotation 
Um, so there, there was some, you know, I, obviously anyone testing positive for COVID is not a quote unquote good thing, but from the, the perspective of what goes onto the floor, it's something that didn't necessarily impact Penn State, but then you hear, you know, the news yesterday, similar sort of thing. And I think, you know, the issue that you have with Penn State basketball is the issue that you have everywhere, which is, you know, you end up with a positive case. You end up with guys that are all in the same sort of space a lot of the time. Um, and you start, you know, you have to do your contact tracing and just sort of get everything under control, and that can be an issue. So, uh, you know, we sort of, everyone's sort of in a holding pattern at this point uh, to find out what's going to happen this weekend against Michigan. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, the odd thing is, is that uh, as they have continued to not play in the net, they've moved up. They've gone from 42 to 39. It's a brilliant strategy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you can't lose if you don't play. So it's, it's uh, you know, at this point they're helping themselves a little bit. They also have the third-ranked schedule in the country too, which is which is a big part of it. Look, when they played, obviously they haven't won a Big Ten conference game yet. Yet you know, the let's start with the defensive part. Obviously, Jim Ferry was not happy by what they saw in the first 30 minutes against Indiana. I think he made that pretty plain. In the last 10, 10, 10 and a half minutes in overtime, they played terrific defense. Defensively, they're the only team this year that's held Michigan under 80. Under 80. They only scored 62 in that game. For them to be successful going forward, how important does that staple have to be for them? Yeah, I mean, they they have to, and I think that you know, we have seen over the last couple of years, you know, this year it's carried over a bit and certainly under Pat that, you know, they have been when they're at their best, a, a good defensive team that follows it up with good shooting. And I think, you know, the, the issue that Penn State has right now, I think is that, you know, the, the issues they have on the offensive end of the floor, and the interior, are the same issues that they have on the defensive end on the interior, you can't get re- out rebounded. You can't give up second chance points. Right. Um, and, and that's really it becomes a group effort thing that becomes um, you know you know helping out guys in the post helping uh, push post players a little bit farther out um, because they just don't have that Mike Watkins presence that really changes the dynamic or even Lamar Stevens to a certain extent that was also good at that sort of four or five spot at times um, but I, I do think there's no doubt that when they play good defense they certainly have had the offense to match it um, but it, it's going to have to start on that end of the floor for them. What kind of pressure does that put then on, on the perimeter guys because there isn't the presence you talked about? Yeah, I mean, it's big because, you know, you can look at Penn State's schedule and say, look, Luca Garza can score 70 on them, but if they just hit threes, yeah. um, you know, at the end of the day, you're still trading three for two or, you know, you're trading two for two and that'll work out. But I do think – you know, Penn State has been, and, and really like the trend in all of basketball, both professional and collegiately, is you know, it's good three-point shooting teams are going to win a lot of basketball games, and we've seen these guys when they're all hitting. Um, we've seen it over the last couple of years that you'd put Penn State, uh, a hot shooting Penn State basketball team with that defense up against just more or less just about anybody. But when you don't hit those shots and you have that sort of interior weakness. Uh, you know, you kind of get what you got against Illinois, which is, you know, you go up against a guy that, you know, you just really can't slow down, and, uh, you know, they chip away at your lead, and the next thing you know, they're leading, and you can't chip away at it. So, yeah, I mean, if if you're going to have a weakness in any area on the defensive end, you know, the best way to make up for it is make your shots on the other. Right, no no question. When you look at the Big Ten, now we see the rankings. In terms of the level of play you've watched, how good and how deep is this conference? Just on what you've watched, not just what, how they're ranked. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's kind of funny because I my my housemate um, is from Raleigh and grew up in, in ACC basketball country, and we regularly have this argument about which conference is the best. And obviously, you know, we're both familiar with different conferences and think the other, the other conference is the best. But I think what has made the Big Ten over the years a little bit better than the ACC in terms of regular season quality is that pretty much any night anybody can beat anyone and you say that in that sort of very cliched everyone says that sort of way but I think um, you know you talk about the rankings you talk about the quality of play the number of good big men the number of good guards the number of guys that can really come off the bench and score for you the number of teams that really can beat anybody Um, we've seen it all season It, it makes for fun basketball it makes for good basketball and and, you know, you even look at Penn State, which, you know, you talk about the strength of schedule, you talk about what their record is right now, but, you know, they have not played particularly poorly in any of these games necessarily. They just haven't won, and I think that kind of goes uh, to show how good the league is. Someone asked me what I thought would happen this weekend, and assuming that they played, um, you know, if they beat Michigan, would I be surprised? Not at all, and I think that speaks both to, you know, Penn State's quality and the, and the Big Ten's quality at all, you know, overall, which is – you know, top to bottom, pretty much anybody can beat anybody. See, that's how I've looked at Penn State. I've looked at Penn State this way. You know, if they lose a game, I'm not surprised by it because uh, they're playing a really good team. Penn State wins a game, I'm not surprised at all by it, regardless who it is. I don't care if it's Illinois, Wisconsin, it doesn't matter to me. That wouldn't surprise me either because I think Penn State is just one of those teams that's a really good team that record-wise I don't think people realize. Yeah, and I mean, that's really always been the, the sort of existential struggle for Penn State basketball, I think, is, you know, you know, Pat talked for a long time about how he wanted to be Michigan State, but, you know, if you become Michigan State, that just gives you a 50% chance of beating Michigan State when you play Michigan State. You've just gotten better, um, but you still have to go up against very good teams. I think that's sort of, you know, in football, the trouble you have with beating Ohio State. You can be very good, but so is Ohio State. You can be right. Illinois in basketball, and they're still very good, so I think you know, you're exactly right that, you know, you can be a good basketball team and maybe not have the record to show for it. And, you know, sooner or later you've got to, you know, get over that hump, but it, it's certainly not for lack of shot making or even for lack of defense. Uh, the announcements uh, for Penn State seem to be coming out, you know, in a, in a timely manner where, you know, everybody, whether it's a transfer or whether it happens to be somebody making a decision of staying or going is timed out almost on a daily basis. What have you seen or what have been your thoughts on what we have seen so far in terms of entries and exits? Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, it's kind of what you expected. Um, You know, I would imagine that we're going to find out about Jahan Dotson and Jaquan Brisker um, relatively soon just because of the timeline of how things work. Um, You know, it's been a little different because that free year means a lot of guys that you normally wouldn't be thinking about now have to technically announce. Um, but I think the, really the only guy that kind of surprised me was Antonio Shelton. But, um, you know, sometimes even veterans like a change of pace or a change of scenery. And, um, you know, I think Penn State, to its credit, you know, for whatever criticisms you might have of the, you know, the most recent recruiting class, I think the ability to go out into the transfer portal and really pick up a couple guys um, that seem to fit their areas of need and seem to come in with, you know, a fair amount of experience and potential. Uh, under their belts, I think, you know, is a net positive in the whole. And I think it'll be interesting because we've heard about this before that, you know, the transfer portal becomes a different part of recruiting. So, you know, it's almost you think of the incoming freshmen and then you also think of the guys that come in the transfer portal. You put that all together and you end up 
uh, with a fair amount of talent. So I think for the most part, it's kind of as you would expect. Um, but certainly, you no know, Penn State would be happy to have uh, Jahan and Jaquan uh, both back next year. Although, you know, one would imagine that they probably won't get both if they get either. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, obviously. But it's one of those when you look at the transfer portal. You know, and I've done this with other people. I said, "Look, you guys are on basketball. You know how it works." I mean, the basketball people. These are the easiest conversations. The people that don't cover basketball sit back and go, oh, this is really kind of different, isn't it? Um, in basketball, you use it to, in a lot of ways to stay older. I think Florida did that today, obviously, with, with Antonio. They got him for a year. Uh, so how important is that part of it? It's not just the talent, but also keeping a team that's older, especially when you've got so many young players in it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's big, especially you know, depending on your areas of need. You know, You talk to coaches, and they'll say, the closer that you are to the ball at the line of scrimmage, the later in your career you will start to play. And, you know, you think about the career that Michael Bennett had. I remember back in 2016 there was some talk about whether or not he was going to burn his red shirt because they had a lot of injuries and bumps and bruises on that line. Obviously that's not how it worked out, and he was good for it. So I think if you can go, especially in the trenches, and, and find some guys that have been in a collegiate weight room for a while that have maybe even played some football at the Division One level – um, you can go and kind of plug them in. You know, at the end of the day, player development, recruiting, you know, in the traditional sense is sure. going to be the meat and potatoes of, of your program. But I do think, um, you know, if you can bring a guy in that's, you know, just in better shape and has more experience, that's going to be a big part of being able to stay older, have sort of that veteran leadership. Because at the end of the day, like you said, um, you know, the older you are in college, uh, usually you tend to be the better team. Ben, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Ben Jones, statecollege.com. Back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. That exchange of. That actually was recorded in a restaurant with the suit and a waitress. Uh, was, oh, really? Was, yeah. And you wonder why they close restaurants for a while. All right. So, um, <laughs> unbelievable. The, uh, <laughs> you like the one, though, about the suit warming up for a broadcast. Oh, I did. Okay. You know what the problem is? Sometimes the warm-up continued into the game. It's just, I guess, I, you know. I, hey, I've worked with them. I know. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So here we are on a Thursday with uh, no NFL, no college football. Now, you had a triple header on Saturday, a triple header on Sunday, and a national championship game on Monday. So we'll get a f- our fill of it. But with all the criticism of Thursday night football, now you're looking around saying there isn't any tonight. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It may not be, it may be just me, but I thought this was the best year of Thursday night football. There were a lot of good Pretty games, good. the broadcast. I think it's as good as it's ever been. I hope Fox keeps keeps it that way. So I, I think Thursday Night well, Football is getting better. Have, well, Fox will have to keep it. That's one thing right. you notice about that. They should keep it. 
They they've yeah, done the best what, job out of all the networks so far, I think. Uh the question is whether they do. I mean, that's one where for some reason that package of Thursday night games gets moved all over the place on networks. And I don't think they know what to do with it. It's not like it's unpopular, but it's unpopular with the players. I know that for obvious reasons. I mean, they should be unhappy with it. I mean, when you're sitting there playing on a Sunday in a physically brutal game, and suddenly you got to come back and play on a Thursday? Oh, great. But it certainly makes everybody a lot of money. Lots of money. I believe the first package that is up is actually the ESPN Monday Night Package. That's correct. I think it's at the end of next year. The end of next year. Here's the issue. Who wants to bid for it? Would you want to bid for Monday Night Football? I mean, I want the Sunday Night Package. That's that's the one I would want. Monday Night? It's usually one of the lesser games of the week. They have a playoff game this weekend. Which game do they have? It's surprisingly the Ravens-Titans game. Yeah. I thought they would get the uh, Washington-Tampa Bay game. That's Brady. True. But I think it's one of the lesser matchups of them all this week, just because of the bad NFC East opponent. It's still Brady. Also, did you see, and this will be the second straight year they've done it, CBS is partnering with Nickelodeon for a separate broadcast. CBS is still carrying, what, I don't even know what game they have. After the CBS have the Washington-Tampa Bay game? No, that's the uh, Saturday night NBC game. Um what is the? It's either it's either the Colts Bills game or the Seahawks. It might be Rams game. Yeah. Whatever look. one, whatever, or is it the, or is it the Bears and Saints? I'm not sure. All I know is that Nickelodeon will do a separate broadcast of it. Nate Burleson's going to go over from CBS to Nickelodeon to do it. They're obviously trying to get the younger audience, get kids into pro football. Yeah, that's fine. That's good marketing. I know somebody was upset because they thought only Nickelodeon was doing it. It's said, no, 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 no. It's Bear Saints. Bear Saints. I said, no, 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 no. I said, it's just a supplement. It's all it is. It's like Monday night, the different platforms that ESPN will have for the national championship. I said CBS is doing the same thing with Nickelodeon. Just a different, same game, different platform. Same broadcast, different platform. They're just trying to get kids involved. That's fine. I know when I think of the NFL, I think of Nickelodeon. Don't you? No? Sure. This is like Luke could watch this. I know. If they keep this up, I intend to watch this broadcast with him. 
John Mara is one of the owners of the Giants. He was asked today about Saquon Barkley. Uh, and he said, look, I'm still happy that we have him. I think knowing him, he's going to come back stronger than ever, and he's going to be a big part of this team next year. In terms of what the timetable is, that's hard to predict right now. I know our medical staff very pleased with the progress he's made. I certainly expect Saquon Barkley to be a giant for a very long time. Absent of of exercising a fifth-year option, Barkley will hit the unrestricted free agency market in 2023. The Giants can push that possibility to 2024 by pulling a trigger on franchise tag. And So that, but the Giants absolutely want to keep him. It's the same scenario that played out between Zeke Elliott and the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, I mean, look, running backs are usually in a different spot. But one thing about the injury the injury does throw a wrench if Saquon. Saquon doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would hold out. He loves playing so much. But, for example, in the world of business, he'd lose a lot of leverage if he held out because of the injury. It's going to be up to the Giants to sit back safe. Look, they say they want to keep him for a long, long time. Well, it's up to them to come up with a contract commensurate with him playing there a long, long time. Buccaneers in Washington. Hmm. I don't understand why you don't want to watch that game. I thought as a really good employee and a loyal employee, you'd want to. I'm still going to watch, but it's lower on the totem pole, I think, in terms of the networks. I just want to tell you, Roger, I think it's an important game, the most important game of the weekend. 